inside his own. You can fight it. There's the bounce, Somerville, and there's the siren. Victory for the Bombers. But in the end, you'll fail. Kevin Sheedy joins Dick Reynolds as the most successful club in over 100 years at this famous club. The red and black runs through you. and rich in history that no club can match. Looking for a mark here. We have clubs in the AFL, the VFL, the VFLW and the brand new Wheelchair Football League. Four clubs, one goal. Join Liam and Andrew for your weekly Essendon fix. Reviews, previews of all four clubs right here on the Flying Up podcast. The other teams, they don't fear. They all try their best, but they can't get there as the bomb is fly on. Hello, you're listening to the Flying Up Podcast, the last ever episode of the Flying Up no, Podcast, and therefore more. the last time that Liam and I will ever be friends. Well, we've got one more. We've got next week after the game. got to do a proper season oh, do we have wrap to? up. Yes, yes. All yeah. right. Uh, Who knows? We might have a new prime minister by then as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's a crazy week. Uh, I I'm betting on having two new prime ministers. Uh, I love how other countries, you know, um, I don't know. If, I was saying to you before, off air, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that we go through so many prime ministers because in, you know, some countries, unstable countries, it, the only way for the government to change leadership before election is through violence and, and with the military on side. Uh, whereas in Australia, because it's so easy, it, no one bothers to do it with force, but it just means that anyone can do it at any time. I hear one of the chairs in the Parliament House staff room is considering becoming Prime Minister. Yes, I think he has a good chance of winning, actually, as well. Yeah, but you have more personality that. than our current Prime Minister. And yes, I am talking about the one that was elected 25 minutes ago. It's weird as well to think we've got a new Prime Minister at, like, one twenty-two in on a, th- on a Friday, isn't it's it? Not really a, yeah, it's not really a day to get a Prime Minister, really. Like, it's more, you know... More of a Tuesday thing, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's more of a Saturday afternoon. You know, I like gathering around the TV once every four years, uh, on 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 the um, on the on yeah on the, at six o'clock on a Saturday night, having parties for it to, to find out the fate of our nation. That's kind of there's an element of celebration mm. and festivity to that. Whereas finding out that our president, our prime minister, is now Scott Morrison. Bloody Scotto. One o'clock. Scotto. Scotto. Oh, Scotty. Love good old Scott. Oh, Scotty. Classic Scotty. You never guess what he did this week. Oh. Only when he became prime minister. Oh, he told me, he goes, mate. I'm telling you what. I'm gonna on the Friday, of course, to be crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna become prime minister. I'm like, oh, classic Scotty. What oh, you oh, like? You, well, you know what we should do on Friday. <laughs> we should. Uh, we should. Uh, you know, we'll be so and such a laugh. We should actually become prime minister. I'll run for it, right? And I got this other, these other, the other the bloke. So what's the name? Uh, fucking um, uh, uh, Abbott and uh, Let's get Abbo. Get. Oh, actually, no. Let's not do that. Got um, got uh, Costello and all that. Like, so yeah, that's crazy. It's insane to think that we've now got Scott Morrison. But this podcast isn't about politics in Australia. Yes, this is it's a Scott about... Morrison podcast. What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, 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 this is the Scott Morrison hour. Yes. Well, Scott Morrison has never been a guest. Um, well, he will be now. Yes, he, he is will. actually a big listener of the Flying Up podcast. Pres- Prime Minister number 30. The big 3-0. How good yeah. is that? 
What a way to commemorate. I can't remember what 20 was. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go through the last... Let's go through the last oh, 10 Prime Ministers. That should take us back to about 2015. Does, does, so does um, Kevin Rudd count as two since he was double? I think he does. I think he does. Let's go through... So as Prime Minister... Kevin Rudd is the only one who is both the 25th and 27th Prime Minister of Australia. So let's go to the last one. Right, so we've got Scotty Morrison, got, 30. Scott 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 <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Malcolm. We've got uh, Malcolm. We've got Tony. Middle. Who's in the middle of it? But good old Tony's Taza. Taza. The Taza Meister. Then and then... Kevin. Um, Kevin... Thirteen, Kevin. Thirteen. Now, saying let's let's go back. Twenty nine was Turnbull. Twenty eight was Tony. Twenty seven was Gillard. Twenty six was Rudd. Twenty five. No, no. Wouldn't Rudd be both now? Oh yeah, Rudd, Rudd be twenty seven. Then Gillard would be twenty six. Yeah. No. Yes. Turnbull. Yes. The twenty seven. Then Gillard twenty six. Then Rudd twenty five. Good old Johnny Howard. Howard O twenty four. Then uh uh who came before him? Was it Fraser? I think it was Fraser. No, it was Keating. Keating yeah. twenty three. Then uh, Hawke, no, 22. No, no, he was just the 26th. Um, Kevin Rudd's just the 26th Prime Minister of Australia. Okay. So, so yes, it only counts at one. And technically, I mean, Turnbull, very not Turnbull, Abbott very briefly, briefly um, became Prime Minister or was threatened to become Prime Minister. Yeah. So, you go, so let's go. Uh, 29th, Malcolm Turnbull. 28th, Tony Abbott. 26th, Kevin Rudd. Mm-hmm. 27th, Julie Gillard. Then the 25th, then Kevin Rudd again, so 26th. Mm-hmm. John Howard, 25th. Paul Keating, 24. The good old Bobbo. The boganest man alive. Bob Hawke, good <laughs> yes. old 23. Malcolm Fraser. Mm, 22. Very, very old name. Uh, Gough Whitlam, 21. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Vince William McMahon. Yep, oh, that's what McMahon, who no one cares about. Yeah, I don't know who he was. Uh, John Gorton. Then oh, John Gorton, yeah. He was... John Edwards, or oh, double John. Then it was um, Howard Holt, <laughs> who disappeared. Oh, uh, what is it? I, I'm saying, I'm starting to come back. <laughs> no, I've missed my mate. They're talking about, oh, I watched something. They're talking about how uh, Malcolm Turnbull's dead in the water. I go, isn't that Howard Hotchstop? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good line. You should use that. And yet, the second problem is who's been dead in the water. Hey! Too soon. Sounds like the American Prime Minister takes the shots. Oh, dear. Um, now, then, then who was that before? There um, was a few weird people. Sir Robert Menzies. Menzies. Yep, then who ben was? Ben Chifley. Chifley, yeah. Was Frank it? Ford. Oh, yeah. John? Gort, uh, what's his name? McEwen? McEwen, that is it. Oh, no, Curtin. John Curtin, who led Curtin? during the war. Yes. Where's McEwen in all this? McEwen. He was um, around the 50s, wasn't he? Arthur Fadden. Fad. Fadden. Robert Menz. Menzies. Menzies. Sir Ari Page. <laughs> this is a weird name. Yeah. Joseph Lyon, yep. who's our, number, who our 10th Prime Minister. James yep. something. Who's the 20th Prime Minister? That's what we originally were looking for. Yeah. We looked up um, Vince William McMahon. Gee, not, that's not what an under- So what is it about underwhelming? We've had Lyons was the tenth, McMahon was the twentieth, and now Scott Morrison is the thirtieth. What is it about underwhelming people having significant anniversaries in terms of premiership? Prime, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Prime ministerships. Joseph Lyon, only prime minister from nineteen thirty two to nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, not at all. Seven years. Yeah, long time. Can't point out that Malcolm oh, Turnbull's been prime minister for four years. I think, I think he lost because he died. Oh, yeah, he died in office, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, had a chair, but had like, a heart attack. Yeah. And then the sec- actually, we've had quite a few of our prime ministers die in office. We've had two, at least as far as I can think of. Uh, Pretty sure that guy who was around in the twenties, that that person who nah. was originally credited for the um, Winston Churchill line. Anyway, let's, this isn't about Australian politics. There, this podcast. This is about something far more, far more serious and formal and interesting and important than something Australian you can politics. rely on more than Australian politics. Exactly, <laughs> the footy. Yes, and in particular, one footy team or. Uh, I mean, if you can really call it that after last week. Essendon, Richmond, 
uh, at the G, second last round of the year. Uh, and we got, not exactly hammered, I suppose, but we lost. 12-9-81 to 11-7-73. Uh, I don't think there was any real doubt. The fact I don't think there was much doubt leading up to this match. Uh, in fact, at one point, the score was 36 points uh, to, at, the start of the f- uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. And then out of nowhere, we got f- three goals, brought it back to a tantalising seven points. And then... Unfortunately, though, Richmond took their... They kind of they kind of learnt against the Geelong game when they took their foot off completely and almost lost. Mm, yeah, I think Richmond took their foot off enough. To, yeah. to uh, I don't think as in you know apart from Hooker who you know that's just you know, when you mark it you know mm. it's ten meters out you know you play football most of your life you get paid a lot of money more money than we'll ever get yeah. to play footy you kick a bloody drop punt yeah you I don't know. go around oh I'm going to snap it oh I just cost my team a final yeah, series yeah. whoop de doo yeah what an absolute it was ridiculous. absolute shocker yeah they looked like they didn't know what they were doing I think is perhaps the um, the biggest problem with Essendon like this I, said, month. I think Richmond just tied reviews it was, uh, like I said yeah. they they knew what they were doing I mean they they just took their foot off the brakes they didn't need to play hard and then yeah, Essendon was lucky enough to make a comeback they didn't want to risk injuries but they were never Essendon was never a chance was it even when we were I think it was the second quarter that two points my up. point even when we were two points up what was your point again yeah, when Essendon um, Richmond kicked this, what one goal six in the second quarter to Essendon's two goal one mm. and they kicked the first two goals of the quarter yeah. like Richmond dominated that quarter they just didn't score yeah. that's when I kind of thought maybe yeah maybe it's all she wrote yeah, and I mean, like you say, that was kind of we they we threw our best at Richmond and it wasn't enough. Oh, did we throw our best at Richmond? That's another question. Uh, I think I think there were a few players that were just too slow. Goddard, as many listeners will be now thinking, who was that again? Well, we talk, um, we'll be talking about Goddard later oh, on. Yeah, I feel I don't know what to feel. I feel bizarre. I feel so bizarre guilt uh, about the whole Goddard affair. Um, Do you though? Not really. Uh, there's also Hooker. I think was a bit slow. I think I think both Hooker and Sard who'd come off early in the St Kilda match with a sort of semi-injury, having been yeah. feeling sore, I don't think they were ready to come back on. If they weren't for the fact that we need to, we need all hands on deck, I don't think they would have been out there. And I, I think we probably played them out of form. And I don't think they're playing... I think Saad is out for tonight. I could be wrong about that. I'll get back to you. Um, what did you think was the... Uh, what, did you, what did you think were some good things about this match? Um, it was always good to say the pressure. The pressure was good, but... Um, it's hard to say positive when it's a must-win. I know a lot of people try to find positive, try to find the positive gains, but if you lose a must-win game, no matter what you do, it's a positive, like mm. not a positive. You know, it's like studying really hard and failing the test. Yeah, you can't exactly. be like, yeah. I studied really hard for it. Yeah, I started every night. I wrote essays that got practice marks of you know A pluses, mm. but yeah, but so why did I get a D on the exam? That's a really good metaphor, actually. That's true. And then they, that's what I felt yeah. like. It was a must win. Same with the Hawthorne game. The Hawthorne game was a must win. Yeah. The Collingwood game a few weeks ago was a must win. Mm. Uh, next week when we go through our proper season um, review and that, we will go through the biggest wins, the biggest loss. So I'm sure these games will be on there. Mm. Uh, much better effort against the first time against Richmond. Yeah. But well, I think I had a bit more confidence in Essendon than Essendon had in themselves. I thought they were there. They're going to be there to win. You know, this is probably as vulnerable as Richmond would be at the G, mm. you know, having players out. But they just proved their quality side, really. Yeah. That's pure quality. Played, you know, played great, really. Some of them ball movement was yeah. phenomenal. I do think Jack Revolt, maybe I think he got that 10 goals the week before, got to his head. I think got a bit too hungry for his liking. Yeah. But Martin and Caddy just absolutely tore you as a new one. Mm. Un- un- insta- unstoppable. Martin getting four goals. Uh, well, both Martin and Caddy. Caddy felt like it got more than that, didn't he, really? Oh, no, he was everywhere. Yeah. 
Um, and just on a, and uh, there was no one who could play on him. But le- I mean, at least Dusty, we kind of slowed a little bit in the first quarter, and I think that's why we were able to stem the loss. But yeah, once we, Caddy, we just couldn't shut down. He was everywhere. He nipped it out of our hands. Well, Miner's last goal was inexcusable. Yeah, he was by himself in the center in the goal square. Yeah, like I get if it was a Castagna. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, wouldn't be acceptable. But you know, Castagna, Liam Baker, someone like yeah. that. But no, it was. Dustin Martin, yeah. the best player in the AFL at the moment. Yeah, and Dustin Martin also led in terms of look. Let's let's look at, let's, let's look at D- Dustin Martin's stats, shall we? He got led the disposal, uh, led the goals. He got fourteen kicks, twenty six disposals, ten marks. Ten marks is so that's phenomenal, so much above average, and One four tackle, goals. Though, that's very surprising. You. Doesn't matter to be much of a tackler, but you no, think he, he would just, be. You know, he just pushes. He just, he just. That's that's actually probably the reason why he is such a great player and why he's able to get out of contest because he doesn't engage the contest. He mm. just sort of slips through it. He just, he just sort of, he doesn't even look at the opposition. He just, he goes straight no. for the ball, then straight for the goals. Do you know what? Actually, this game has put in an AFL Brownlee predictor and AFL dot com yeah. has put Dustin Martin in the lead. Oh, I don't know about that. No, it did. He's on twenty two votes. Yeah, right. Like, okay. I, I don't a know predictor. why he's in the lead. Yeah, it's a predictor, of course. Yeah, but how is he in the lead? <laughs> Well, no, I know. I mean, he's. I think I don't think they'll give it to him. I think. First, I think he was lucky to get it last year. He's not really best. In, he's not really a. Brown no, no. Last low. year he had the best season. It was the best best season. He was just dominant all year. Yeah, it was his best season, but he wasn't. I, I, I yeah, all right. He was. He was okay. I, I think Revol played better on on the day, though. I think on the on the grand final. On the grand final day, and I think he, a lot of people say Bashir Hawley did. I think Bashir Hawley was a bit stiff, but I think Martin. Was right. the most inf- influential pl- inf- that word. He, yeah, was the, he, was a, he was the he was the best good player on the ground. Let's, let's let, that's how we should do it. That's how this this team should work, Liam. You say a stat, and I'll just correct you when you stumble over the word. I'll be like your personal thesaurus. How about that? That um, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was. Um, I don't really think the accuracy was fantastic either, and for not from either side, 12, 12 goals, nine. And Richard, um, well, Richard's second quarter was. Abysmal, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then they kicked three points for the rest of the game. In fact, so they kicked three points in three quarters, more than what Fremantle did <laughs> the next day. Know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, that was crazy. We got a Fremantle supporting friend who was at the match and said it was just <laughs> the worst, um, said it was the worst display he'd ever seen. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was so sad. I feel sorry for Fremantle. Let's see. Richmond House scored Fremantle in three of the quarters. They outscored Fremantle. Bloody hell. Is that all? What? Well, the second quarter, they kicked one goal, six, and Freo kicked three goals, seven, I think. That's amazing. So only one quarter. If three of the quarters, they outscored. So, so essentially, if Freo had been had only had one quarter of, if if Geelong had only played one quarter, that compared to what Freo played in the entire match, they would have still uh, scored. Well, Freeman was in final quarter time actually. So yeah, yeah, that's true. But oh, but Richmond, yeah, Richmond was the best team all oh, year. Geelong are like late bloomers who you know they're like. Like people who who don't learn to drive, who learn, don't no, learn to drive. No, Geelong aren't late bloomers. Geelong had Fremantle and Gold Coast in the last two games at, in Geelong. Yeah, like, let's, right. let's which get is it. yeah, that's not. I was going to say that's like yeah, not so much someone. I won't make a yeah. I would, so I wouldn't say they're good. Yeah, I'm not saying. I still think Geelong's not as overrated as Port Adelaide because Port Adelaide is just the most overrated team in AFL. Fair enough. Um, but Geelong's pretty overrated as well. Yeah, I think you'd, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. So is Melbourne. Yeah, come at me, Melbourne supporters. Oh, you made one final series. Congratulations. I dare say, I'm very disappointed with you. Oh, you made oh, yeah, a sorry. snow remark no, about sorry. our team. Yeah, they, they won't be like, oh, mate, I'll fight you. Yeah, the, Do you want to challenge me for a jewel kind, you're, sir? You know, you're getting my dander up, you grotty little man. Oh, I think I'm going to give you a bunch of fires. Oh, good heavens. How I, dare you say that about our team? I, do, I, do, I can't believe your insolence. Insulting me about the majestic team of Melbourne. I think... 
I think you should be ashamed of yourself, young man. I'm talking like a drunk Melbourne supporter here. Um, I, I think, you know, something else. Um, le- looking at Essendon's stats, I mean, statistically, we're always not so bad. I mean, we got more inside... F- no, we didn't get more inside 50s. We got significantly less, 58 to 45. But we got more uh, clearances, 10 more clearances, 40 to 30. We got more free kicks, 27 to 15. The umpiring, I thought, was fine. I don't have anything to whinge about the with umpire that. umpire was... A, oh. Actually, no. It was no. fine. The umpire was biased towards one team, 27 to 15. I know, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and we still couldn't win. How depressing is that? Oh. One good thing, we didn't get that many handballs. I mean, we got 161. Usually we're getting closer to 200, so that's not too bad. Um, I have a bit of a, an issue with the game. My issue was, mm-hmm. and I'm 100% um, stand by this sure. as well, Devin Smith should have got suspended. What for? The attempted punch. Oh, yeah, I'd probably agree like with you. They're talking about stamping out the not punch. Just, not just because he's a hothead anyway. I think he's. Um, I think he just is not yeah. a, a, a viable They're talking about stamping out the punch. Like, if you try to murder someone and you don't murder him, you go to jail for attempted murder. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He went the... So if you punch someone in the face, you get suspended for punching. Although, weirdly, not as long, but go on, but yeah. But he went to punch him in the face. That was that was so close. It went, you know, probably would have hit his chin. Yeah. Like, he was so close to knocking... Oh, who was it? Um, who was it again? Macintosh, that's it. Knocking Mac- Macintosh out mm. with that punch. I think he should have got a week. They're like, you know, AFL's like, oh, we want to get rid of the punch. Mm. They had a chance to stamp their authority and saying we're getting rid of the punch and absolutely let let the AFL down. They yeah. the that was, uh, that was yeah, the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. He tried to punch. There was nothing else he was trying to do. There was no grey area there. You're like, what is Demis Smith trying to do? Is he trying yeah. to bump him? No, 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 no. He tried to punch him in the face. Yeah. And that's, he should have got a week. Or even two weeks, really. But the fact that he's free to play Port Adelaide is an absolute joke on the MRP. I think, uh, compared to some of the things we've seen, the gaff Brayshaw punch as well, I don't think it's really that veal. Oh, the issue, yeah. That's the, the fact it didn't connect as well. But I think they want to stand about the punch. Yeah. And that was a purely attempted punch right there. Yeah. And I'm... And, yeah, and so he was going for his face, but missed. And let's not be rude. <laughs> that's, a, that's such a great sound, right? Uh, the Flat Hut Podcast. He was going for his face, but missed. Um, that the uh, the other thing I'd say about it as well is he is a bit of a hothead, Devin Smith. I think he's been lucky a few times, and I don't really think Essendon needs those kind of people in this club. He's a great defender, uh, and he's a really. I mean, he's leading the team, leading the league at the moment in terms of tackles. But I think he's got a ferocity about him that we need to ta- taper back. Do you know that that in in Scotty's Australia, yeah. he would have got suspended, in my opinion. He wouldn't have. <laughs> he would get spent in Scotty's yeah, Australia. Exactly. Now that our glorious leader, Scott Morrison, has oh. risen to the throne, <laughs> um, we stand, all bad things will happen. The sun, the clouds are parted. The um, money has been just flowing through the streets. Uh, there's no hate, fear, anger, war, poverty anymore. It's brilliant. All because Why of Scotty. Or for Scotty. Why didn't we elect Scotty earlier? Uh. Um, is there anything else you really want to say about this match? Is there anyone you think that played better? D had a pretty good match. No, nah, it's really pointless, really. We jumped <laughs> straight on to good old Goddard. Oh, right. Goddard. I was hoping Let's you wouldn't bring that up. Let's talk about him. So, on... I, I, I've, got, I've got, you know, praises for Goddard. He's yep. played 334 games at the time of recording. Of course, he's playing t- tonight. And 160 goals. Again, time of recording. Um, 205 for St. Kilda. 130... 31 for mm-hmm. Essendon. He was the 2016th um, Essendon captain. Means he was the 39th captain overall. Yeah. Uh, All-Australian 2009-2010. Pre-season premiers in 2004-2008. So not a yeah. too shabby career. Had that great mark in the t- 2010 grand final that he'll be remembered for. That'll be his moment. Yeah. In the in the limelight. 
He was, you know, he he was at that point he was one of the best players in the AFL. He was, you know, the next Saint Kilda captain. Um, you know, the next mm. could win the Brownlow Medal. They were talking about. Yeah. Turns out none of that happened. He ended yeah. up um, a few later going to Essendon, winning their best and first in 2013. And yeah, captain Essendon. But he, he had an okay career. He was good at his best. At his best in his 25, 26, he was really good. Mm. Slowed down a lot in his later years. Took a lot on his shoulders in 2016 when he captained Essendon. Mm. I don't think anyone can comprehend the pressure he would have been under in that season. Yeah. Like maybe not compared to Joe Watson. In, you know, cause yeah. I, so much respect for Joe Watson, that whole thing. He yeah. was, he copped it. He, everyone else bailed or quit yeah. or left in line. Like Joe Watson stayed in and copped yeah. it all. Yeah. But then the next season, you know, pretty much the non-official year of the Essendon Football Club, you can really say. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was a... Yeah, we can write that one off. That was not... It was pretty, much, yeah, it was pretty much non-canon, really. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, he was the captain and he led through that Two, three wins, was it? Uh, yes, yeah. He, Mel- um, Melbourne, um, Melbourne, Gold Coast and Carlton, was mm. it, in the last round? Uh, yes. Yeah, the 2013... Yeah. 2016. 2016 series, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think we also beat someone fairly... I think we beat uh, Hawthorne, I think. No, not, no, you beat him around 1, 2017. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so, three wins. He played, you know, he played okay that season, but mm. granted, no wrestling played really, really played that well that year. Yeah. But... Yeah, he deserves that credit, especially in 2016. Yeah. Like, the pressure, like I said, to take on the captaincy and, you know, and I wonder if, a wasted season. I wonder if it was that year that really killed him. That that was, Since then, he hasn't played quite the same form. I think he would have. It would have killed him. Like, I know players like um, Danaher and Merritt stepped up, but, you know, mm. a lot of other players probably not. Yeah, and, I mean, none of them could have captain material. I think, I think this, this is the thing about Goddard. I think he could have become captain had he not been quite such a live wire Quite such a, a negative wet blanket on the entire league. I think it's um, all about how you look on field and off field because he didn't, you know, by all counts, it was great off field, but you know, it wasn't that good on field. Well, I don't think he was that great off field. I mean, I don't. The media always makes such more, so much more of a fuss about uh, the about about the um, about when when players sort of step out of line and when they do things that are reactionary or. or um, extreme. The media is always quick to jump on them, so I'm not going to read into it too much. But I think he. I mean, even just when in, in, after the West Coast game, his interview was so flat. His interview was, was still critical and still nitpicking uh, and accusatory. And I think if that's how he was in that was in the rooms, if that's how he was after the best win of the season, I can't imagine how he must be at the end of the season. He um, he always he always seems to be giving giving lip to players. And I just think I, I mean, there's so many people you can tell. I think he's a positive force. You'd have to be a pretty positive force off the field, away from the cameras to make up for the kind of action he is. And that's that, I mean, they, there's a reason why he never became captain, and I think it's that. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he wasn't a great player once, but I think his time's come. I think it's good to put him out of his misery, and I think it's fantastic that it was actually him that decided it. No, it wasn't. It was Essen. He wants to play on. Well, he was. He was. his contract wasn't signed, but, yeah, but he I think he was pretty clear he didn't want to play with Essen anymore. No, he said he did. Didn't you watch his um, co- no, um, retirement, his speech? I didn't watch it all. Oh, no, he said, yeah, he said he wants to play on. Uh, it's interesting he says he's at peace with it. Like he's uh, yeah, died. Yeah, how much? It's always hard to believe how much of that is true. Like no one wants to be told. Yeah, your time in the club's up. Look, one thing I'll say about Brendan Goddard, for all his fault, is he's very realistic, and I think he would be aware of his own falling failings as much as anyone else. And I think he'd be accepting of it as much. And I think that's also the great thing about John Walsfold as a coach. He's got that Ross Lyon quality about him that he's a people pleaser. He's a diplomat more than he is a uh, more than he's a soldier. He's not an Alistair Clarkson. Or a Tommy Hafey type that pushes people to their nth degree. He's a he's a gentle, considerate type that believes the best way to get 
um, the best way to get the best performance out of everyone is to is to treat them with respect and give them as much space to grow their own way. And I think that's proof of his leadership ability. He's handled this Goddard thing so well because, uh, I mean, I think I think personally, I think he should have been he should have set Goddard off for a little bit to see if resting him gave him a chance. I don't know mm-hmm. if I think forcing him to play all these weeks when he wasn't playing very well and then and then just axing him was perhaps a bit of a, a less than ideal way to do it, but. He's taken. He's made the tough decision, and he's done it in a way with grace, and I think that's important. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Um, looked good as well. Um, we'll quickly jump straight into the um, VFL oh, W yeah. and all that stuff. We'll start off with the VFL. Yep. Um, the Freedom Footscray, twelve thirteen eighty three to four sixteen forty. Currently sits eighth of the ladder, playing Northern Blues next week, which will assume to win. So they'll pl- probably play finals. So we might have mm. more of us here in the Flying Up podcast, if anything, you know. Yeah. Just maybe like a 10-minute bit review yeah. of the game, maybe. Just pop in and say, oh, you're listening to the Flying Up podcast. We're still here. Yeah, we lost in the first round of the finals. Bye. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Speaking of VFL and Brendan Goddard, uh, one thing that combines both these things is the other person who was leaving, and that is Jackson Merritt, brother of Zach, who is the uh, esteemed uh, AFL midfielder. Jackson is more of a fringe AFL player, although he has been quite instrumental in the VFL. It's interesting when you look at the uh, when you look at this the length of the statement for Goddard. It was about over a page long, uh, whereas Jackson Merritt's statement and uh, statement announcing his retirement really only took about a third of a page. I can one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, twelve lines. Uh, it um, he's been with the Bombers for seven years uh, and will not be offered a contract in 2019. He was picked number 31 in the 2011 draft and played 56 games in for Essendon. Um, um. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's really all there is to say about Jackson Merritt. Uh, but from that, he's been a, he's been a, a good player. He's not like his brother. He's a strong midfielder. Um, perhaps he he has a better kick than than Zach, but I don't think he's been quite as consistently good as his, as Zach. And I mean that's just, and we'll look at what we're doing. We're comparing him to, to Zach Merritt, and I'm, that must be awful. Probably one of the reasons he's decided to leave is all the comparisons to Zach Merritt. Um, but he's uh, yeah, but it's 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 going to create a bit of a void. So I always wonder, I always wonder in every club because you know the clubs are professional and that and all that. But your brother getting delisted, that that would rub you the wrongish way. I know, I know yeah. you know, they have to be. You know, that's again, f- football's a business. Which, mm. I, I've gone a little round, you know, this being the final podcast. I love how football's a business when it comes to the players. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, a player leaves a team, oh, it's a business. Yeah, but, but when, when but we want to get a, when we want to get a team in Tassie. No, not just that. When a player wants to keep a player, that, you know, if a player's contracted and wants to get a trade to another club and the club goes no we're not training because contract a lot of people go oh you know let him let him go mm. it's not it's not that very round it can't be a business that very round no it can't be no. a business like it's only business when the players want it's not a business when the club wants it no no exactly I believe if you're contracting you want to trade and the club says no tough shit really yeah, yeah. that's very true you're contracted for a reason you signed that contract when you signed it yeah, in any other profession, much. if you signed your contract, there'd be conse- if you if you broke your contract, there'd be consequences. You'd well, pay I've, back I've your wages, or you'd be sued. It's I just... have said that I think there should be fines. Yeah, because what 
Uh, we'll talk. We're going to talk about this next week when we talk about Tom Lynch. Um, <coughs> he was contracted. He was out of contract. Though. Oh gosh, this cold. Yeah, I know. This, so, that was a bad example. But yeah. uh, well, there's um, so many other people who could cough. Uh, <laughs> so many. Ablett. But, um, yeah, Ablett, good example. Yep. But we've like we're going to talk about next week how one of the players Essen could get is Dylan Shield from GWS, um, who's apparently looking to come back home to Victoria, but he's contracted. Mm. Apparently, clubs have been talking to him. Talking to him already. Yeah, he and it's it. A, it completely defeats the purpose of having contracts if they're just going to run off. I think Dylan Shield and his manager should be fined, and the club's talking to him should be fined. Yeah. Unless there's a proper. Way it should be a, yeah, like a triangle thing. So you go up to the AFL, down to the club, mm. and the club can talk to the player. So it's like a triangle. Mm. I, that's, that's what I think, because I think there's so, so much. Mm. You know, and I hate people that every time you hear a rumour that a player is talking to a club, and I was like, oh, no, that's not true. You're stupid. Mm. Oh, my God, how do you... All fake news. And then most nine times out of ten, the player asks for a trade or yeah. comes out that it's true the player wanted to move to the club. Yeah. Um, it's it, Yeah, it's it's really... And, I mean, let's not be rude to Shields, but he's not he's not that amazing. I mean, he's, he's probably a kind of... He's a solid um, dog, uh, GWS player, but he's not one of their... I don't think... I wouldn't say he's captain material there, so he's clearly doing it for... Political well, game. I mean, apparently, it's both. It might be a GWS and um, exactly might be a double. It might be GWS and Dylan Shield to free up salary cap room. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I think that he'd go to um, he'd go to Essendon. I don't think he's. I mean, is he really going to be that useful at Essendon either? What is Dylan Shield? A tall midfielder. Uh medium midfielder. Yeah, I mean, we've got a fair few of those. Yeah, I don't know why, but we'll talk about that next week when we go through yeah, the players yeah. and may may not get. Who cares? Um, let's jump straight to the VFLW. Yep. Though, VFLW Essendon uh, are last in the ladder, and they play next this week against Carlton, but likely going to finish last. One goals, three nine to five seven three seven against Williamstown, and in the mm. VFL and in the wheelchair football league, their final game was a bye, so they didn't play. They finished. Um, second last, fifth out of fourth out of fifth. So that was an anticlimactic way for Essence, all of Essence teams to play across the entire um, across the entire team. The AFL team lost out of the finals. The VFL team has clung to the finals. The VFLW is at the bottom of the ladder, and the wheelchair had a bye. Yep. You're listening to the Flying Up podcast here. Yes. So today, the last the last game of the year, really. Mm. Um, and I don't. Was it? I don't. It's you know, it is a real pointless game. I don't know why. One, I don't know. I don't grades on Friday night. Mm. Like Sydney Hawthorne, Melbourne GWS. Even at the time of releasing the fixture, were much bigger games yeah. than Port Adelaide Essendon. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And Port well, Adelaide. I, I mean, let's yeah, go on. You go. The, on. Well, the only thing I'd say yeah. about this is at the time of releasing the fixture. I mean, let's look at the let's look at the fixture. Uh, who else is playing this week? Um, it is. Uh, Let's look at who else is playing this week. We've got Freo and Collingwood, <laughs> Richmond and Bulldogs, <laughs> Gold Coast and G, uh, 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 Coast and Geelong in Geelong. <laughs> um, we've got Brisbane and West Coast. Repeat after me, Sydney and Hawthorne. Uh, that could be that. That's probably the only other one that could be that could compete. But they've had Sydney have had a few Friday night lately, and then St Kilda and North Melbourne. Yawn, and Melbourne GWS. Now I think possibly the only other team, the only other matches that could replace. Port and Essendon for Friday night is maybe maybe Melbourne and GWS. No, Sydney Hawthorne. Oh yeah, or Sydney Hawthorne. Although that I don't think is Friday. Night. I think they'd rather put that on the Saturday afternoon when more people can come to the match because they're both big ticket ticket drivers. Oh. Uh, yeah, at the time I can see why people thought Port Adelaide and Essendon would be a good match because I think most people expected Essendon 
I'm expecting them both to fall around the same place, whereas the other six matches are but all... I think there was five rounds to go when they did. I know Port Adelaide was... You know, I think at that point they had Port Adelaide finishing second, so I thought they had an easy run home, which they did. They just decided to lose every game because they're useless. Yeah. Well, um, Essendon also had a fairly easy run home, except we just decided to lose to Carlton. No, no, Carlton. We decided to lose to Hawthorne. And Richmond. And Richmond. See, even there's no, right, there's no rugby point. league in um, Sydney tonight. Yeah. Game in New Zealand and there's a game in North Queensland. Mm. So there, there's no reason why the game should not have been the Sydney Hawthorne game. No, exactly. Even even if Sydney um, at the time were looking like they're going to miss the eight, Sydney Hawthorne's been a big rivalry for the last decade. So I yeah. don't know why. And both both team supporters come out to see the other defeat the other. So mm. that's yeah. So let's quickly just run through the teams: Lewenberger and um, Lade. It's not Lever. It's Ladeser. Whatever is in. Uh, Tom Bell Chambers and Matthew D are out. Right. That's 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 going to be the final team mm. for the year. Um, Matt D actually actually I shouldn't yawn. Matt D had a pretty good match on. Yeah, I thought um, it was a bit stiff as well to get th- and dropped. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he's. I think they probably wanted him in the VFL. I actually do seriously think oh, man, now. They might get a VFL yeah, put him in the VFL yeah. because the VFL has now more to win than because they can probably oh, get away with putting him in the be, VFL. Um, maybe and does he have enough games? Has he played enough VFL games to play finals? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's been a VFL player for over a year now. Oh. So he's um he's I think probably the going to be the. I, th- I think he's probably. The, I think that's. There's the thing. He wasn't. He was. They're freeing him up for the VFL. But the big question is as well. It's what game. You know how. It's what a disappointing. It's been a disappointing season for Port Adelaide. It's been a disappointing season for Essendon and Adelaide. Three teams that probably. You'll safe to say we've both had extremely disappointing years. Yeah, and I can't imagine the attendance of this match getting over thirty thousand. Well, I, I just don't know why people want to come. Like I get people want to support their clubs. You know, if you go for Carlton, if you go for Brisbane, Gold Coast, St Kilda, Bulldogs, Fremantle, that from what. Um, 13th downwards you know there's nothing left to play for That you know, yeah. none, none of those teams are in the 8th apart from that um, couple of hours at Gold Coast was first in the ladder yeah but <laughs> <laughs> that was two. good wasn't it yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but they would have got all their photos yeah. done at that time they would have got themselves bitter with the uh, with the trophy oh, um, they would have they would have framed framed um, Mark, uh, Knight, Mark Knight made a premiership poster for them it was really <laughs> lovely yes <laughs> yeah um so I think what happened is they were actually celebrating so hard in round one that the, all the good players just disappeared for the rest of the 22 rounds. It says a lot about this about what we're expecting for this match. The fact that we're talking more night more we spent more of this segment talking about the floating Friday night fixture than we have about the actual match. And I mean, apart from the fact it's the last round of the game, and therefore it, it is actually when you think about it. Unless Port Adelaide, if Port, particularly if Port Adelaide loses, oh, there is yeah, so that's small. This is going to be well. What I'm going to say is this is going to be the last round of footy that could be played in Adelaide for the year. Yeah, this is oh, the, yeah, this is the last Adelaide game, isn't it? I'm going to think about the last game that's going to be played in Queensland as well. Mm. Well, this is actually so, the last game. No matter if Port Adelaide wins or lose, even if Port Adelaide, if Port Adelaide win that, they'll they'll yeah, right. Where are they? Well, they'll, they'll finish eighth. The best they'll finish is eighth. Yeah, so they could still win the finals. There'll be no final in Adelaide though. Oh yeah, but they, I mean, uh, in, hypothetically, in a hypothetical world, there's a chance for them to make the finals, and therefore there's a chance for them to make it the grand final. Yeah, but no final. This is the last game in Adelaide. Oh, you're right though, because they'll always be fighting yeah, away. Yeah, so away even team. if they make the grand final, which is in Melbourne anyway, yeah. then yeah, good point. So right, no matter what, this is going to be the last. That's interesting. This is going to be the last Adelaide game. That's the only reason I can think that people might show up tonight. Well, yeah, there's that. But unfortunately for them. The team, the team they need to rely on is the Gold Coast Suns, and how reliable are they mm. as a club? <laughs> Playing Geelong and Geelong as well. That's so. Yeah. Uh, I, if you know, if you felt bad for Freo last week, you're gonna feel worse for the Gold yeah. Coast Suns. I think Freo. Oh God, that's it's it's just like that's like something out of a, of a comedy set, isn't it? That's oh. like 
when something terrible happens to the protagonist and then something it's like when it's like when an anvil drops on on the main character's head and then they looks up and sees a piano coming yep. that's basically the epitome of what these last two matches at Geelong have been pretty much and oh, it's going to be it's going to be a scary scary start that game I'm not going to lie what's one thing you want to see out of the Port Adelaide Essendon match to, fra- to wrap up um, the episode just just um, probably the same heart really when you think yeah I'd like to see um, I'd like to see Kahuka finish off the year in better style than he did last week I'd like to see Goddard play a real thrasher yeah, go, and make go, everyone go question bang, why yeah. he's yeah go for the bang same with um, yeah I think I'd like to see Saad and Goddard really work together well um, I think Fantasia's back, isn't he? I think so. And I'd like to see him... Uh, well, no, no Fantasia, sorry, Fantasia's not back, no. Oh, isn't he? Okay, no, no, forget no. it then. Uh, they're bringing Stuart in as well, I noticed. Actually, no, 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 he's in Manchester. I was looking at the VFL, sorry, yeah. No, yeah, he's um, in Manchester. No. Well, he hasn't played a game since that, the, the first switching game, which is amazing, really, that he yeah. hasn't been caught up at all. No, and I think he's pretty good. We've had this discussion with Jeff a few times. I don't think he's that Big bad. Jeff thinks he's the most. Jeff thinks he's such a waste of space. Oh, I think Stewart's he does not like him at all, does no, he? No, no, I don't get it. I don't think he's the best player on earth, but I think he's got potential. You know what oh. I'd like to see this uh, tonight? What? I'd like to see Denaher in the crowd, ready to yeah. play for next season. Because, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that either. That'd be good to see. Well, this is the Flying Up podcast for round twenty-three. We'll join next week for a rundown of the twenty, the twenty-eighteen season. Um, this is the Flying Up Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And don't forget you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the fine flying podcast. Up. Uh, sorry, I, it's, it's been an early start. I started at 4 o'clock this morning and I'm talking about Essendon Port Adelaide so you can understand why I'm tired. <laughs> uh, this is the, you can find us on Facebook at the flying up podcast, uh, dot com and also uh, uh, the uh, Twitter, which is at the flying, up pod, the flying Up Podcast. And don't forget to find all our previous content, including extra extended segments on Omni and iTunes. Thanks, Liam. Thank you. We'll see you next week.